Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I have a very special guest, Miss Ruthie. Ruthie is a lifestyle coach who motivates and inspires busy women to live their best life. She is also the creator of Sparkle Sun and Style. Hi, Ruthie. How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I am excited to have you. So why don't you go in and I gave a very brief introduction. Why don't you go a little bit further, discuss your motherhood journey briefly, family life, career, all that, and then we'll jump right into your lifestyle coach and your business. Yeah. So I am a mama of one. I have a five-year-old little boy who has all the energy in the whole wide world. Before I became a mom and my husband and I were actually married several years before we decided to jump into having a family. But before I had children, I always knew that I would never be a stay at home. mom. I just, I just knew I would always work. I love to work. I am an Enneagram three. So I'm a box checker. I'm a to do person. And I love to work. I have a super strong work ethic. So when I had my son, I actually worked in retail management. So I had crazy hours. I worked nights, I worked weekends, I worked holidays, I worked overnights. And I knew before I had him that I wanted to move out of that area. So sidestepped, moved into transportation sales for a little while, kind of whole nother industry. That job kind of ended and I stepped into another retail role, but on the corporate side, through that journey, I have stepped into retail marketing. So I'm a marketing director for a retailer. And in that journey, you know, as I became a working mom, a mom for the first time, I had to figure out how the heck to take care of me because there's only so much me going around. And in the beginning part of my motherhood journey, it was just like, keep this baby alive, <laughs> you know? sleep when you can keep this baby alive, keep putting one foot in front of the other. But after about a year, I knew like, okay, I have to take care of myself. Like the weight, the baby weight didn't fall off. Like it does for some people, you know, I, mean, I hear some people say like, oh, I just breastfed and the weight fell right off. No, 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 that did not happen to me. So, you know, a year or so after having him, I still wasn't losing weight. So I started going to a gym and knew that I needed to work out to, to be able to have some energy and feel better in my skin. And that was going really well. I was feeling good. I was starting to lose some weight. And then suddenly my gym closed and this was pre COVID. So it didn't close because of COVID. It just, it happened to close. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? I, I don't have time to find another gym. I don't have time to get to these classes. I thought I wanted group fitness because I wanted that accountability, but I, I only had so many hours in a day and you know, where I lived, there wasn't a ton of options. So then you have to factor in commute time and I just didn't know how I was going to fit it all in. So I thought, well, maybe I'll try this at-home workout thing. Like I have some friends who've done it and maybe they'll, and it's worked for them. Maybe it'll work for me. And I jumped in and I loved it and it did work. And, you know, I looked around and it was 
I thought, why, why aren't other working moms doing this? You know, this saves you so much time because you don't have to be on anybody else's schedule. Mm -hmm. So I started, I said, you know what, I'm going to help. I want to help other working moms do this because I really felt called to share these gifts. And through that journey, I have really learned how to take care of myself so that I can juggle all the things. And in learning to take care of myself, it has helped me be a better parent. It's helped me be a better spouse, a better friend, and quite honestly, better at my job. And I've been able to achieve more and do more, I think in my career, because I do take care of myself. So what we'll do is go into telling me the inspiration, which I, I see where this is going with Sparkle Sun and Style, and then tell me what that creation looked like. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you're tra- doing so much trial and error, as, as I'm sure anyone who's building a side business, a hobby, whatever it is, what did that look like? You know, yeah. a big part of it, I think for me was finding a community to lean into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, I love about your platform and your podcast is that you are building a community to connect other people to know that like everybody's on a journey. Nobody has it all figured out. We are all figuring it out as we go and we can learn from one another as far as best practices. And that was one thing, like I said, you know, I got my started network marketing and I looked around the network marketing space and I didn't see a lot of working moms. And I thought like, well, gosh, it's because they don't have time. But the cool thing about network marketing is that like, there are so many resources to lean into and the resources that I learned into around personal development and around coaching They've helped me with my coaching business, but then they've also helped me in my full-time job. You know, I learned things that helped me in my career and being a working mom, I've been able to lean on other people in that community and learn from them. And through that, you know, trial and error conversation, being part of a community and being part of a group that talks about it and talks about the work that you have to put in, I've been able to figure out what works for me. And, you know, it's, funny because everybody I think is always looking for that magic recipe and like, what's the, the, the steps, tell me the steps, tell me the, the exact thing I have to do. And if I just do it, then like everything will be great. And you know, it's like macaroni and cheese. There's thousands of recipes. There's thousands of ways to make macaroni and cheese. You can use different cheeses. You can use different seasonings. There's just so many ways to make it. And I think your, your self-care journey is the same Is there's some essential ingredients. You have to have water, you have to have cheese, you have to have noodles, but how you put it all together, there's no right answer. There's no one way to do it. And so being part of a community and trying some different recipes kind of helped me develop the recipe that works for me. And that's my goal is to show other moms, those essential ingredients and say, let's figure out how you can put it together in a recipe that works for you and not, you know, I think so many people, they try one thing and it doesn't work. And then they just give up and they're like, well, this is just how life is going to be. This is just, I'm just going to be tired all the time. Or I'm just going to feel like this. And like, no, there is a gratification. We want instant and so bad, but we want instant, we want instant results. We want to be happy all the time because we see everyone else happy. And it's like, no, you're going to have a moment. You're going to have, I still struggle with that. Yeah. Know? Like I'll be good. And then like, I don't know the next day I'm like, Oh, I'm in a funk. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, no, continue. Okay. Yes. It's okay. yes. Tweak yes. the recipe, keep trying. And, and, you know, I think, I think even sometimes that, that recipe analogy, it's like, 
okay, well, sometimes it's more humid outside. So you have to add more of this or more of that, or you have to cook it a little longer. And it's the same thing in your life. Like you have to tweak that recipe depending upon what's going on in your life. You can't just say, well, that, that didn't work because it does work. You just got to figure out how to make it work and be habitual with it. And I love, I think I had seen, you had posted, I think an Instagram post about that, about a recipe, or I had seen something you posted and I, yeah. like, I love that analogy. I'm like, cause it's so true because what if you do want to make something and not all of your ingredients are there, you can have substitutions and sometimes mm-hmm. the substitution can still work. So yeah, maybe, you know, I couldn't, I'm using this as an, as an example, you know, my, my to-do list that I needed to do X, Y, Z, and maybe I didn't get to it. Okay. I didn't get to that, but I was able to do this. Like you have to see the bright side. You have to look at the substitution and kind of pivot where it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that analogy. So yeah. now what's the, you know, so you, you, you have your trial and error, you have your recipes, you're kind of figuring out, okay, what ingredients do I need to make sure that, like you said, you're, you're filling your cup, you're doing all the things to be there for mm-hmm. your partner, to be there for yourself, to be there for you know, your child to be there for your career mm-hmm. in comes the sparkle sun style method. Yeah. So, well, the, I think, you know, the sparkle sun and style or the signature sparkle method is kind of okay. what I've developed. And, you know, that I'll, I'll get into the four pieces of that in a minute, but before we even dig into that, I want to talk a little bit about the why behind that. Okay, go ahead. And, you know, you, we did talk about, it helps me be a better mom and it helps me be a better wife and be better at my job and do, juggle all the things. But I have a very clear why and a picture in my head that I remember being, you know, in that first workout or that first, like, okay, I got to figure this out moment. I remembered picturing hiking with my son 10 years down the road. I want to take my son to the Grand Canyon or Zion or Bryce or, you know, somewhere and go hiking with him when he is 10 years old. Well, when he's 10 years old, I will be over 40. And I thought, I have to take care of me so that I can do that in 10 years so that I can have the energy to keep up with him then when he's in the active years of his life. And so now every time I have that feeling of like, I don't want to do the things I don't want to, you know, do get the workout in. I don't want to eat the healthy salad or whatever that, like, I don't want to, I can think back to that. Why? And it's that picture of us in the future, doing these things and me being able to have the energy to do it. And even then in daily moments, it's like, mommy, let's go ride bikes or mommy play basketball with me. He just got into basketball. It's this new thing. And at eight o'clock at night, I can say like, okay, it, instead of like, oh, I'm just so tired. I mean, and yes, there are times that I'm so tired too. Let me, for sure. But having that why is what grounds me. Amazing. I love that. Love it. And I think for the listeners out there, I think that's important because again, we do get so caught up in looking at someone else's Instagram reel and Instagram life. And we're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do that. And it's like, again, you don't know someone's backstory. You don't know someone's why. And I like yeah. that. I actually like that mindset. Yeah. Everyone has a different why. So it's like, look to your, your motivation of, of what is in, inspiring you. It, is it your child? Is it for me? Correct. Is it, I will be over 40 as well when Jace is 10. So it's like, oh, I, that's like, as you're saying, and I'm like, Oh goodness, like I'm pretty active, but I'm like, no, I'm not what I was pre having him. Yeah. So that's a good thing when I am. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. It's like, no, you're okay now, but think seven years from now, think eight mm-hmm. years from now, how are you going to be? Do I want to be here in my nineties to be here for him? 
Yeah. That is connected. So I love that. So for the listeners out there, find your why. Find your why. Absolutely. And yeah. then you can pivot and figure out what method. The how. Yeah. Why comes first, then the how for right. sure. Yeah. 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 So the how for me, so four things. So it's mindset, meditation, movement, and meals. And they're in that order specifically for a reason, because that's really the order that I do them in. And it's what I found works for me. So mindset for me, mindset is putting good stuff into my brain, particularly to start my day. So I am a huge, huge fan of personal development. I was introduced to personal development early on in my retail career. I worked for a great company that did a lot of work around coaching mm -hmm. and human growth model and just really, really good stuff early in my career. So I was kind of, kind of dipped my toe into it. And then as I stepped into network marketing, you know, that is, was part of the recipe is do personal development, work on yourself and work on your own growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So for me, what that looks like, and again, this is one of those pieces of the recipe that you might use a different kind of cheese, but you still got to use cheese. So for me, what it looks like is every morning, first thing I do is I do gratitude journaling and I write down five things I'm grateful for. And that practice really just starts your day off with the right mindset. And then from there, I'll do kind of goal setting and affirmations. So reinforcing affirmations and writing out goals, writing out goals as if they've already happened to kind of get your brain into that space. Is it, are they goals to get you through the day or are they long-term goals? What goals is that? Or is it like, this is what I want to come Long-term goals. Long-term goals. Yeah. Yeah. And Rachel Hollis teaches on this. It's actually her technique that I, you know, pulled it from, but yeah, you kind of do some vision casting and vision boarding and then write out big, like longer term goals. And then you write them as if they'd have already happened. And you do that every day until they happen. And it's really powerful because it reminds you really gets ingrained what you're working towards. So in those tedious moments, you realize those small steps you're taking are towards like that bigger thing down the road. Love it. So that journaling and then personal development, as far as reading and consuming positive growth mindset type content. You know, there is so much negative content and content out there in our news feeds and our, on our TVs and in our inboxes that is just negative and doesn't serve us yeah. and intentionally spending at least 10 minutes a day consuming content that is around growing yourself, whether it's a personal development book, it's a motivational video, it's a podcast, you have to do it every day. And I, you know, I tell people, people will say like, Oh, well, I read this book and I kind of stopped for a while, or I, I read this book, but I'm not reading anything right now. Well, would you ever say I took a shower, but I'm not going to take a shower for another week? No, it's the same thing. That personal development and that quality, good content that you're putting into your brain, is cleaning out your mind of the negativity and you have to do it every day because just like the dirt on your body, the negativity in your brain comes in every day. So that's a huge piece of the mindset part. So then past mindset, the second piece of it. And like I said, for me, mindset, it's, it's definitely 20 minutes or so in the morning, 10 minutes reading, 10 minutes journaling. And that's, that's enough. You know, and if I have time to do more, I, I'll do more. I'll read more. I'll listen to more, but that 20 minutes is a non-negotiable for me for every day. And then the next piece of it is meditation and meditation. I will say in the recipe of the four things has been the hardest one for me to make a habit. 
It's something I still work on, but it's the one for me that when I stop doing it, I notice a difference, especially in my anxiety, in my ability to juggle all the things in my patience level. You know, it's not like I meditate and I think, oh gosh, I'm just going to have a great day because I did that meditation or, oh, I feel so much better because I, I meditated, but it's more like if I haven't done it in a week or so, I find myself getting shorter. I find myself more tired. I find myself more overwhelmed. I find myself more distracted. Mm -hmm. So I've really learned that the consistency of doing that 10 minute meditation, and I do guided meditations. I'm not to a place yet in my practice where I can do it on my own, but that 10 minutes consistently makes such a difference. And that was one, you know, that was, like I said, an area that has been harder for me to adopt. And it's been the newest one that I've adopted, you know, in my journey of the last three or four years, I really just started trying to incorporate meditation in the last year and I'm not perfect at it for sure. No, it's progress, not perfection. Right. I think absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's important to say, because again, I think it goes to your point, you know, that's not your strong suit and you could have easily given up, but you're like, no, you know, I need to continue at it because I know that when I do it, I get this from it. And let me ask briefly, what is it about the meditation? Like I know when I stretch and I kind of get into a different mindset, I do feel better for sure. I still haven't gotten to the full meditation yet. What is it about it that you feel that kind of gives you, that does maybe reduce some of that? Is it the breathing? Is it just because you do kind of relax your brain for that 10 minutes? Is that what it is? I think it's that, yeah, it's that relaxing your brain for that 10 minutes. And I've tried a couple of different techniques and I'm still experimenting with it and different guides and different teachers as far as how to do it and how to do it. You know, I think one of the books I read about it, which is actually stress less, accomplish more. Basically she said like, there's no wrong way to meditate. You just keep practicing and you keep getting better and you keep learning more and more ways to do it. And it's only wrong if you don't do it at all. Absolutely. Um, so, and you know, you said progress over perfection and that's definitely something I coach you. And in fact, I, I even take it a step further and say, when you're not seeing the progress, cause sometimes the progress doesn't come right away focus on the process over the progress. Mm. And that's where for me, like trackers are so huge. You know, in my calendar, I keep a tracker for the number of days that I've meditated, the number of days that I've done my journaling, the days that I've done my workouts. And I can look back and say like, Hmm, well, last month I only meditated four days. Well, that might be why at the end of the month I was kind of like, ah, you know, freaking out and more overwhelmed and anxious because I wasn't sticking to the process. Sure. And so That's then right. it's a matter of accountability. You're accounting, you're holding yourself and seeing the tracker. Yeah. I, I'm a big tracker too. And I never, I guess you thought about it that way of putting to say, okay, what did, did I do this? The things that I wanted to do, whatever that might, you know, am I, did I stretch it? Did I do this and see how many times and how I felt? Yeah. And I, you know, I love to teach that around when it comes to like fitness or weight loss. Like if somebody says my goal is to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Well, what's your goal for how many days a week you're going to work out? Let's focus on that goal because that's a process goal that you can control. You can't control when the pounds drop. You really can't. You can put the work in, but you can control the process and eventually the progress will come. Sure. Like it. Love it. Yeah. So in that same note, as far as how many days are you going to work out? My third um, piece of the sparkle method is movement. And it's funny because now that I am a lifestyle coach and I work out consistently, people tell me all the time, they see my Instagram, they're like, well, you love to work out. 
That is false. I do not love to work out. I played golf in high school because it was the only sport you could do where you didn't have to run. I work for a running specialty retailer and people ask me all the time if I'm a runner. No, I am not. But what I have learned by finally getting consistent with my fitness is that the only workout you ever regret is the one you didn't do. You never finish a workout and say like, God, I wish I hadn't done that. I mean, you might be tired and you might be sore and sweaty, but you're never like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was endorphins are too high. Even the hardest hits, the high intensity interval training, the hardest um, CrossFit classes, because I've done them all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I might've been like, shit, that was hard, but I'm like, oh God, I feel so good. Yes. You are always glad you did it. And so, you know, finding programs that you enjoy finding things, or I don't even want to say enjoy that you don't hate, like finding things that you can push through and whether it's a personal trainer or it's streaming workouts with a trainer who has messages that you like, or even incorporating and finding your own routines that you don't hate, (laughs) you know, finding way to get in that movement on a regular basis. And, you know, people can start where they are. You know, if you're already working out, it might be a matter of leveling that up to a, a more intense workout or a little bit heavier weights or whatever. But if you're just starting and you're going like, you know, they say couch to 5k, if you're literally like couch, maybe it's, you start with 10 minutes of walking. Maybe it's that you start with 10 minutes of stretching and yoga, or you, you know, try a bar workout, or you try like, you know, kickboxing, or you just try different things, but doing it consistently and that movement consistently, it honestly gives you more energy. Mm. And when I first started working out, I was actually trying to fit it in after work both when I was going to a gym and when I started working out at home, I was trying to fit it in after work because I wasn't a morning person, mm-hmm. but I wasn't getting it in consistently because life was happening. Things were coming up. It wasn't fitting in. So I can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I made a commitment and I said, I am going to commit to learning how to get up earlier and fit this in, in my day so that I can start my day with the workout so that I know I got it done no matter what. And that was a journey and a process. And I worked through some things to get there. But once I got consistent with that, it was a game changer. I mean, now when I walk into work at eight o'clock, I'm ready to go. Like, because I've already been up, I've already done this stuff to set myself up for my day because I got that workout in and it just, it makes such a difference. That's awesome. So tell me what now, you know, you have your four things that make up the sparkle method what resources do you provide to moms? Do you help them? Yeah. Well, let, so let me say for just a second. So the fourth one is meals. Oh, go ahead. Yes, yes. And that is just really being mindful of putting good stuff in your body. You know, you can't drive your car if you don't put gas in it. You yeah. can't continue to function if you don't put good fuel into your body. And I don't coach to any specific diet or any specific way of eating or meal plan. But what I do always encourage people is listen to your body, try and work through and find things that you can stick with. And just every day, every month, every week, try to make healthy choices more consistently and choose whole foods. And, you know, if it's, if it's, you're starting out and your diet is on a scale from one to 10, like a two, okay, let's get it to a three. Let's figure out one thing that we can swap. You know, now let's get it to a four. Now let's get it to a five. Because if you're trying to go from like fast food, processed food, diet Cokes, living on Starbucks to whole 30, you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you're going to be like, never mind. This is not for me. I just can't. But if you say like, okay, I'm going to cut out the diet Cokes or, okay, I'm going to go from using sugar and creamer in my coffee to almond milk and and sugar. Okay. That's one step. So focusing on meals really, you know, it's just, it's the glue that holds it all together and is, is super important. Yeah. Well, the things that you put in your body affects everything that that is, you know, your, your body is your temple. So yes, the movement is super, super important with it. And unfortunately, as you get older, it matters more and more. (laughs) Oh, it does. We just, we can't avoid that fact. No, because I think to you, to that point is if you're not fueling your body with the proper things, you're not going to have the energy to work out. You're not going to have the mental capacity to obtain all of that. If you're crowding it with all the sugar, the processed things, like it's just, it's like, I want to say common sense, but I know it's not because again, it's, you know, it's the convenience factor, as I said, mm-hmm. the gratification to have the processed food or, you know, you know what, I'll just buy the sodas and, you know, that's what I drink every day type of right. thing. You know, we're very right. habit-based with that. And but, I always tell people, I am not a nutritionist, sure. but I'm a real life person who's figured out ways to incorporate healthier choices and I can help you do the same. And w- again, with that focusing on the process and little steps over time, you'll get there and you'll get to the, the progress. Sure. So tell me how, what resources then do you provide and help? What do you help yeah. women get to the Sparkle Method? Do you help with any, you know, tell me a little bit then of what your services are that you provide. Yeah. So I do have a free guide and I know you said you're going to drop that into the show notes. So there's a free guide where you can do the sparkle method on your own. And when you sign up for that, you will get some email coaching from me with some additional resources, books. I recommend podcasts. I recommend great places to start. And then with it, you get a tracker because you know, I love a tracker. So you can track how you're doing on those habits and, and those processes, but I run a monthly virtual accountability group and to enroll in that group, you pick up a workout program and we get you signed up for the workout program and a nutrition plan that you can follow. And again, I work with you to find the one that you're going to like, because it's not a one size fits all. But once we get you signed up for that, we plug you into the virtual accountability group. And that group is the game changer. When I said like, okay, I'm going to have to work out at home because my gym is closed the accountability group is what made me keep doing it. You know, being surrounded in a community online of other people reaching for similar goals and having each other to lean on and reach out to and connect with, it kept me going. And being a part of a community who is, you know, focused on their own growth and their own goals is so powerful. I think a lot of times, you know, if we have big goals, we get scared because we're like, well, nobody, my friends aren't trying to do this or my husband's not trying to do this. And like, I'm all by myself and I'm the only one and it's hard and community makes it easier and having people to lean on that are are reaching towards similar goals, make it easier. So, you know, in that group, there's the community. And then you've got me as your one-on-one coach that you can reach out to with questions, with concern, you know, concerns. What about this? What about this? You have someone that you can go to for those resources. And and like I said, I don't have all the answers all the time, but I'll help you find them. Mm -hmm. We'll help you find the right resources to get to so that you can create your own signature sparkle method and you can figure out that recipe for yourself. That's awesome. I, I actually registered for the journal and I've been using it, the Sparkle Method journal, and I get your emails. So they're awesome. Yeah. You know, there's so much. I test to it podcast world and it's not like spammy. It's very like positive in nature. And it's like, hey, this, and it's 
just great, really, really, really good vibes. So yeah. yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, like my, I think one of my missions is to be a solution finder and to help people find solutions to live their best life. And there's so much out there and to be able to have somebody who's maybe a couple steps ahead of you and has kind of worked through finding a process to be able to lean on that person and say like, okay, what did you do here? Or how did this happen? You know, clients that I've worked with, basically they've said like, they appreciated that I was just kind of guiding them in the right direction and providing them resources and tools so that they could figure out what worked best for them. Absolutely. And actually I have two questions. One is how do you balance? And I know people hate that word of balancing it. Yes, you have your sparkle method and you have these things, but there is only 24 hours in a day. And I actually preface that by, I actually say there's not really, because you need to sleep. (laughs) It's actually like maybe what, 18, 16 hours a day, because you need at least, you know, 18, um, eight hours of sleep. So yeah, you don't have 24 hours, you have less. Uh But you know, how do you prioritize? Because I know for me, I have a full-time job. But I'm also trying to build my, you know, Mama's New Best community. The podcast is going great. I have been making these great connections, which is leading to other things that I want to do and, and having the works. It's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. And when I am, like I've been going to bed ever since we did the vision board party, I've been going to bed early, getting up between 5, 530 naturally. So that's been going well. Mm-hmm. But there's still only so many hours in a day. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear that. Um, How do you prioritize that? Because there are so many things that you are responsible for. Yeah. And that is something that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. I still will write a to-do list and say like, okay, well, there's 17 things on this to-do list. And mm-hmm. I actually have time to do about three of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing that I, I teach is time blocking and prioritizing. So time blocking your day out and figuring out, okay, let me kind of go back a little bit. So it's first I brain dump, I brain dump all the things and I write that to-do list, that to-do list that has 17 or 33 or however many items on it. And then time block out, either it's my day or my week. And when I'm going to work on different categories, you know, my full-time job, spending time with my son, spending time with my husband, my coaching business, my own, you know, self-care kind of time blocking that out. And then when I'm in those different time blocks, prioritizing using the ABC one, two, three method. So I'll sit down with my list and I'll say, okay, what are a priorities? And then from those order them out in what order are they or, you know, then what are my B priorities and what are my C priorities? And if it's an A priority, you better work on it before you work on your B's and C's Mm -hmm. and doing that helps me kind of understand what's most important Mm -hmm. and honestly helps me learn to say no and let go of some stuff. You know, and I think that's been a, a journey for me of learning to say like, you know what, maybe volunteering to be the baseball snack mom is not a priority when normally I would just be like, Oh, of course I'll do this. Or, Oh, you need me to do this. You need me to do that. Like I've learned like, okay, when there's 33 things on your to-do list, you have to start saying no to some things and letting some things go or, you know, like laundry, you know what, if the laundry didn't get put away for two weeks, nobody's going to die. It's okay. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. And picking your battles of what is there. So that's why I'm always excited to hear what people's method is of trying to prioritize. I know for me, which maybe the meditation will will help, I start getting like ADD, you know, like my Mm -hmm. mind starts wandering. So when I am at work, I'm like, 
I, again, because I guess I'm not prioritizing, really saying, okay, Nicole, only focus on these three things. Like, don't think of anything else. But yeah. I said, and then I'll go, okay, let me send out this email. And then I've lost track of what I was just mm-hmm. doing. And the anxiety and all of that levels rise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know when I'm super stressed is, again, I referenced the Enneagram because I love it. I like dug into it last year and I love it. But as Enneagram three, when you're in the stress mode, you lean toward an Enneagram nine and in your stress mode, you tend to do nothing, which is exactly what happens to me. I look at my list of 50 things and I do nothing. I sit there and scroll on my phone and I'm like, wait, this is not moving you forward. But that's when I realized like, okay, you have put too much on your plate. You're either a not using your own sparkle method and you're not taking care of yourself. So we need to reset and go back and look at that. Or you've taken on too much and you need to, you need to say no to some things because you're in stress mode where now, instead of trying to juggle all the things you just shut down and do nothing. And you know, that, that for me is a big red flag of like, okay, it's time to go back and look at a, am I taking care of myself and B how do I prioritize and take some things off my plate? Quite honestly. Sure. No, that's a good point. And I'm sure other listeners are feel the same when I do get to that level, which I've actually been that like this week. I know I have too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying, well, not even, to, I'm trying to do too much right now at this mm-hmm. point. And yeah. I have to let some things go because I am starting to spiral. I love that. It's like you're spiraling <laughs> to like yeah. whatever. I, I regularly have to remind myself and a friend told, you know, shared this with me years ago. You can do anything, but not, a, not everything. Mm-hmm. Or like you can do everything, but not at the same time. So like you just, you do, you have to prioritize. Yeah. As hard as that is. So what are you looking forward to the most in 2021 now that we are here and what will you leave behind in 2020? That's a great question. You know, I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to in 2021, my word of the year, I I always pick a word of the year and this year I picked connection Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to connecting with other goal getter women who are leaning in towards their best selves, because I think the community of women who are really rising to the top is so powerful and it's so inspiring. You know, I love that social media like connects all these goal getters and boss babes and whatever, you know, silly hashtag we want to say, but I love being able to connect with people who are already hustling and doing it and to connect with people who are dreaming about, you know, what their best life looks like and how we can cheer each other on and and do that together. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think leaving behind, you know, I have to leave behind caring about what other people think. And that's a tough one, you know, in corporate world, in social media, even with friends and family, like it's just, that's something that I have always struggled with. And as I pour more into myself and work on myself through personal development, I'm learning to let that go. But that's something that I definitely have to continue to, to focus on is letting go what other people think, because at the end of the day, the person who knows me best is me. And that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter what other people think. And 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 what's best for you. Right. And I think I've learned too, that, you know, what other people do think ultimately is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And it has nothing to do with me. So I should just let it go. hundred percent. I think that's a good one. I know we spoke at, at the vision board party and I had mentioned that too. And I still struggle with it because there's so many things I want to do videos on, on my mm-hmm. Instagram, but I, I, I don't, I, I do have a big enough following, 
but a lot of the people that I still see that interacting with me are still my friends and family. Mm-hmm. So I am very self-conscious because then I'm like, I wonder if they're like, what the hell is she doing? You know, what, what is, what is this? Cause they don't know my, they don't know the behind the scenes. They don't know what I'm trying to create. So I yeah. you know, automatically stop. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, no, cause then they're going to think this. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Stop looking at who saw the video and just post. And that's, yeah. that's been my goals. Just post, just post yeah. what you want and stop seeing who liked it. Stop seeing if it was friends or family and what they're thinking about it. Like, what is this girl posting this for? Like, what does she mean by this? What is she doing? And yeah. It's been a struggle for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, well, like when I chose connection for my word, I think that just kind of hit me of like, you know, if you can put content out there that connects with what one person is feeling, then it was worth it. You know, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. If you can connect with somebody in one way or another and impact their day and, you know, be that positivity or that light or that encouragement that they needed, then you've done your job. And and it might be one person at a time. And it might be something that you post today that somebody sees three months from now. You don't even know how it might impact people. But yeah, just, just thinking about I'm doing this for me because I know there was a day that I wanted to see this. You know, we, as a lifestyle coach, we get that all the time. Like, oh, you didn't work out if you don't post your sweaty selfie. Like, okay, but there are times that I see, I have seen someone else post their workout. It makes me get up and go do mine. So it helps. No, for sure. And I think it goes back to the original thing you started with. What is your why? And my Mm -hmm. why isn't to please other people. I am building my thing here. You're doing Mm -hmm. your thing. And it goes back to that. Absolutely. The why. Is there anything else you want to talk about the sparkle method? Is there any other things you want to talk about any services that you provide before we get into my fun, get to know, you know, just a little fun little segment that I do. Is there anything you want to say about anything? You know, as far as the sparkle method goes, you know, a lot of people will have their judgments about network marketing. And I can tell you, I did, you know, I did the same. And and when I joined and started doing what I do, my coach had reached out to me several times and it was never right, but then it was, you know? And so I think just never judge a book by its cover because you don't know what it could do for you. And actually that's an analogy. Somebody even gave me once about a personal development book is if there's this book that everybody loved and you are just not feeling it, like, Maybe it's not the message that you needed to hear right now, but it might be a message you need to hear down the road. So, you know, whatever this tool is or this community is, maybe you don't need it today, but maybe you will some other day. So, you know, always kind of be open to those things and, and know that it's there when you do need it. That's a really, really good point. And I think it's good for, for the people on our end who are trying to make the connections to understand that everyone's going to be ready when you want to launch something or do something and it's got to be at the time and you, you also continue to persevere and build it as it goes. So I think it goes on both sides. What is a favorite book, your favorite book, or just one that you feel like you really want to recommend to the podcast listeners, you know, out there? Yeah. So when I got started digging into personal development, Brene Brown was kind of one of my introductions to that. And, oh, love her. So any book by Brene Brown, I definitely recommend it. And she herself will say that if you're digging into her work for the first time, the gifts of imperfection and then daring greatly are two kind of go-tos. So those I would say are, are fantastic. And then from a process, progress habits perspective, I love, love the slight edge. So I would definitely recommend that. And it really kind of digs into the fact that 
consistency over time is what makes the difference. And that that is what 5% of people are willing to do. 95% are not. So when we look around and we say like, well, why am I doing this? No one else is. Well, that's because 95% of people are not going to be successful, but you want to be part of that 5%. So you're going to use your slide edge and keep going. So that one, that's one that I really love too. My kids. What are you grateful for today? Oh, that's a good question. So today, because I do my gratitude every morning and I do try to challenge myself and pick at least one new thing to be grateful for, because you all, you know, I always want to say like my son, my husband, coffee, (laughs) all of those things. But I think today I am grateful for technology. You know, I'm grateful that we get to have this conversation on Zoom. Like how cool is this that we get to connect in ways? And I know everybody's kind of on Zoom burnout, but you know, like we would have never met if it weren't for social media and Zoom. Like, and how how cool is that, that we get to expand our circles and our networks because of technology? 100%. What is the best or worst parenting advice you've received? Mm, that, oof, that is a tough one. You or know, one that, or maybe one you want to share out there that you want to tell people be like, you know, what? Yeah. Don't do yeah, you know, I think in, in the comparison game that everybody gets caught up in and what are you doing and what are you doing and what are you doing is that like, you know, your family and you know, your child best. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what everybody else says, because it might not be right for them, but you know, what's right for you. And you got to just trust that mama gut and do what's right for you and right for your family. And if it's not right for everybody else, that's okay. Because your job is just to do what's right for you and your family. Are you familiar with Glennon Doyle? Yes. So Untamed has been on my list forever and I have not started it yet, but I've so many people I've been chatting with are reading it. And I, I definitely need, need to. One of the things she mentioned which resonated with me is she's like, you know, as a mom, especially she's like, you have to be on your own Island. She was like, your parents, your parents raise you. And she's like, you basically become a, a what she say, a woman or a parent. Once you stop listening to what they've told you and parent your way. Now you're an adult and you're parenting. And she's like, yeah, they've left this foundation, but this is your island. This is your family. This is your thing for you to blossom, just as you said, of what sees fit with with what, what you feel is best for your family. Your child wasn't, your child isn't you. So your parents might have a view or family members of how it should be. And it's like, yeah, but what worked for me is not might not work for myself. Yeah. You know, and the amount, I think one of the things that has surprised me about motherhood is the amount of growth that it has fueled in me. And that I've been even open to learning new things from my son, you know, all as a leader, I will listen to leadership podcasts. And it's like, there are times that they're, we'll talk about coaching your team and leading your team. And it's like, Oh, that could work in talking to my child. (laughs) So you just, you know, be open to continuously learning because you don't have it all figured out. But if you keep leaning into self-discovery, you'll learn more, you know, you're going to learn and grow right along with that little person. hundred percent. Absolutely. And they're going to teach you a few things. Mm-hmm. Any advice or wisdom you hope your son will always follow? So my life mantra that I try to instill in him and want him to learn is work hard and be nice. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we talk about making good choices. We talk about being kind, but like at the end of the day, I try to model for him, work hard and be nice. That's awesome. Any other final thoughts for the podcast world about absolutely anything? 
Oh, that's a like a loaded question. You want, to talk about, you want to talk about your favorite musician? You want to talk about a movie you just saw? No, I'm just kidding. But anything, any final, any final thoughts to the podcast world? You know, just let's connect on Instagram. So follow me at Sparkle Sun and Style if you'd like to connect. I love cheering each other on. I love being a part of this awesome community of women that I think is emerging and changing the world. And I think as moms, we have the, the opportunity and the power to look within our own families and look within ourselves and continue to grow and reach for the best version of ourselves every single day. And I think that we're only going to get stronger if we do that together and cheer each other on along the way. So yeah, definitely reach out and connect with me on social. I love it. I think, think about it. Think of all the the boss babe moms that you follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. and the children that they're raising Mm -hmm. and how the next generation of boss babe you know, like boy moms, girl moms or whatever, that that next generation of children that we're raising. It's pretty yeah. Sad. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the greatest compliment ever to me when my son says something, you know, about gratitude or something kind to someone else. And, and my family mem- members will say like, we know that he learned that from you. Like we hear him say things that we know you're teaching him. And it's like, yes, like that's why we're here is to, to teach that next generation how to be even better. A hundred percent. I love it. Well, Ruthie, it's been amazing talking with you. We connected immediately on Instagram. Again, like you said, connections. So hopefully, you know, we have continued connections and I'm sure that we will. I know you're a fellow Floridian. (laughs) So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your motherhood journey and your truth with the podcast world. Yeah, definitely. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on the platform you're listening on. Tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.